You can listen to The Professional Left on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or at our website, proleftpod.com, where you can also contribute to this podcast. There's a PayPal button at our website, or you can mail us a letter and or contribution at P.O. Box 9133, Springfield, Illinois, 62791. This is the podcast for January 19th, 2018. It's not safe for work. Coming to you live from the Porn Star Payoff Department of Delaware Essentials, LLC. It's the professional left with Drift Glass and Blue Gal. You know, if if you're an old porn store and you need cash now, yeah, actually that's a, that's a perfect musical lead into a new sponsor. We have a new fake sponsor. This oh week. wow, we have a new fake sponsor. Yeah, we're cool. literally having we're having to shed fake sponsors. We have so many new ones. I'm sorry, Croc Blockers. Uh, you're st- we still love you, and <laughs> and no one's ordered a pair of of uh, Dukakis khakis in a while because I think that's you know because of seasonal. Yeah, apparently that's a seasonal south- thing. That's a summer yeah. thing. Yeah. South of that Manson-Nixon line, apparently there's three feet of snow on the ground and, oh, wow. and hell to pay, so nobody's ordering those. But we do have a brand new sponsor. Okay, uh, let's hear about him. Yeah, we'd like to welcome not exactly LegalZoom, uh, <laughs> not associated with LegalZoom <laughs> uh, at all. It's not le- this is No, this is not exactly LegalZoom. Um, so the question that they have for you, the copy that they provided me, is do you have a porn star in your past you need to keep quiet? A Russian air quote bankers with names like air quote Ivan the Ice Pick. Uh, do you have those people in your past who need to be air quote taken care of? Well, thanks to Delaware's lax incorporation laws, for just $300, not exactly legal, Zoom can help you, you out there, you in Radioland, set up your very own shady shell corporation of your very own in just minutes. So start paying off those politically inconvenient skeletons in your closet today with not exactly legal Zoom, only 300 bucks, 10% of which goes to the Professional Left podcast. <laughs> you know, uh, not exactly legal Zoom is not associated with legal Zoom. And they At are all. also not associated with uh, the Alabama LLC, no. barely legal Zoom. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, – <laughs> That's, that was Back closed when down. Roy Moore was running. Yeah, yeah, that barely legal Zoom was a whole thing. But I, I, uh, they'll they'll be restarting that once Trump tries to make him a cabinet official or something. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Just the worst trash in America are now being put into the highest offices in this country on purpose. Yeah, um, and that's where we live now. Um, my God, what a week! Uh, we are sitting here on a Friday afternoon. Uh, well, we wanted to make sure that you know that the Trump government, the Republican-led. Republican Congress with the Republican president in the Republican House and Republican Senate. Republican courts. And Republic, well, even the Republican courts. That uh, when that government shut down uh, due to a total lack of understanding from the Republican Senate majority leader as to what the Republican president wants to do about immigration. Yes. I'm I'm going to keep using that adjective. I know we have a war on pronouns. We do. But we need the adjective Republican to be everywhere. everywhere okay? Because this is what's going on. We have a Republican president, a Republican Senate, a Republican House, and they don't know what the Republican president wants. No. And uh, but a lot of things. It's not just immigration. I mean, oh, no, he, on everything. Yeah. He, he monkey wrenched the fuck out of the chip negotiations. Yep. Yep. Uh, with a tweet, just dropped it like a grenade in the mm-hmm. middle of, of the conversation, mm-hmm. um, undoing months of work. Uh, he fucked up FISA that way. Uh, he just he he's just a baby. He's just a mm-hmm. moron who doesn't mm-hmm. understand anything about anything. 
and he keeps lobbing And enjoys grenades. creating chaos. Yes, he enjoys does. Enjoys it. Because yep. it's a reality show. So the right, more right. chaos you create – and I literally saw on MSNBC moments ago, which has apparently officially changed its title, its, its working corporate title to Breaking News because that's <laughs> all you ever see on the TV screen, yeah. Breaking News. And then it's – Jansen, uh, the, the most useless haircut on the whole network, interviewing three white lady Trump voters about why they still love Donald Trump, mm -hmm. because that's where we live. That's now. all we do. Yes. Um, but that Donald Trump's deal making abilities are going to be put to the test. <laughs> really being put to the like, who? who OK, you know what? They had a deal. They had a they deal did. on Monday. They, they had did. a good deal. A, a good deal for Trump. He was going to get some funding for border security that he could yeah. pretend was for the wall. It's not making a deal if you walk into a deal that's already made, drop trow, take a shit on the desk and leave and then mm -hmm. say, I don't understand why nothing's getting done, why the Democrats must stop everything. Right. And then you walk in and volunteer to wipe the shit off the desk with the Democrats. Right. Right. That's not making a deal. That's fucking a deal up. Now, this is what I think might have actually happened because uh, Donnie two times or Neutron Don or President Stupid or President Shithole or whatever you want to call him. He has so many names um, only understands the world of fucking people over in the real estate market, mm -hmm. screwing contractors, lying to chumps, ripping them off, bleeding their life savings away, tossing them overboard and then. Attacking them with an army of, of hack mob lawyers if they try to get their money back or try to get satisfaction from him. That's literally the only thing he knows how to do. Cheat the system to enrich himself and, mm -hmm. his, and his warped inbred family. So he really thinks the Democratic Party is like Deutsche Bank. That he can just fuck up and fuck up and fuck up and eventually someone will come and bail him out. Because mm -hmm. that's how the system works. I, Donald Trump, get to do whatever the fuck I want. Now I'm the most powerful man in the world and I can just – Shit on everything, break every piece of China in the White House, call everyone liars, uh, accuse everyone of everything, uh, and and do it every goddamn day of your life. And eventually, some large pile of money, in this case votes or political power, will come gliding in and save me. Yep. And in this case, what this translates to is the Republican Party, who has been calling people like you and me, Blue Gal, traitors mm -hmm. 20, 25 years who've told everybody who ever voted for them that we are the problem. We suck. We're awful. We hate America. We can't be trusted with a goddamn thing. We just want to take your hard-earned money and give it to scary brown people who don't work for a living because that's just what we do. Those people have now come crawling to us, mm -hmm. begging for us to save them from themselves, from the, from the monster political shithole party they have created and the corner they have painted themselves into by taking the worst human in America and making him their god for the next mm -hmm. one, um, they're now begging the people they shit on to save them. And I was you know going to say, you know, Mitch already. McConnell was so cooperative and helpful and wanting to come to an agreement with Barack Obama so many times. And, so many times. You know, so bipartisanship, many. spirit of bipartisanship. So and, many times. You know, making so, real difference in the world. And, and it's so, not like he's still a Supreme Court seat or anything. Or, right, right. Or, Every single thing he tried to do or obstructed every single thing or called him a liar every day or ran a bunch of fucking witch hunts when he could have been actually investigating everything. No, the Republican Party is an obstructionist party, is, mm -hmm. a, is a seditious obstructionist party that hates government. 
and well, now they're in charge. Let's talk about that for a minute because the dynamic between the Republican Congress and the Republican base is really interesting. Yes. The Republican base, uh, you know, Donald Trump said I could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and they'd still love me. Here, here, let's have a test of that because it's clear to me that the wall, which let let's be really clear about this, the wall is not about immigration. No, this is the this is the thing that pe- people on the media never talk about. The wall <laughs> isn't about stopping uh, undocumented people from coming to the United States. No. The wall is a monument to white supremacy. The wall is a symbol that America is for white people only. Mm-hmm. And sure, if if grandma, mima needs a, a lady to come in and work for $3 an hour to wipe her butt and make sure that she gets her applesauce fed to her. Uh, Consuela's a treasure. You know, she's we'll a have treasure. that. We're glad she's, to have that. She's one of the good ones, Blue Gal. She's one of the good ones. We'll have that kind of racism in our life. Sure. But uh, we need that monument to keep, it's not to keep out people. It is to keep out, it is to keep a sense of identity for white people. It is, if I may. That, that we are in charge of America. It is yeah. the last and greatest Confederate monument. Exactly. It's the last Confederate monument. That's what it is. And, and so, and they're hysterical uh, to build it. And, and and you know what else it has going for it? It's two single syllable words. Right. The wall. Right. Even reprogrammable meatheads can understand what Trump it can is. understand the wall. Right. And, and they can understand Mexico's going right. to pay for it, which means I'm not responsible right. for, for it's not going to hurt my finances in any way, right. even though actually it will. It will hurt your finances a lot. Very badly. Very, very badly. But uh, you don't care about that because you're an idiot. So. Right. So so this monument, this last Confederate monument to white supremacy and racism uh, is the thing that uh, cannot be shot on Fifth Avenue. Right. Because if you shoot that on Fifth Avenue, as you say... The, the people who need that one syllable word word will notice uh. that <laughs> and you look on twitter at at people that i have checked to make sure they're not russian bots and this wall thing is is a it's such an important symbol for them that yes. their america is still their america right and uh they will not accept compromise on this in any way Mm-hmm. And I know they're being ginned up by Ann Coulter and other people on Fox who are racist. Mm-hmm. Um, but genuinely, there is a genuine line being drawn between Donald Trump, the Republican Party, and their base on this wall thing. Yes. And Trump seems to understand that. Yes. Uh, well, but Mexico well, isn't going to pay for it. <laughs> there, there have been a parade of smirking mm-hmm. uh, Republican congressmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, on television, all wearing the same really smug, self-satisfied, you-can't-fucking-touch-us smirk, um, saying, well, you know, uh, it's going to be sort of a wall. And yeah. there, and this is tricks... John Kelly was trying to get away with yeah. this week, right? And there are tricks and ways and NAFTA, and we're going to tweak this, and we're going to have this other thing, and rem- remittance payments, and eh, we'll pay for it. You know, we have to front the money, of course, but it'll all be paid for. It'll all be paid, which is, you know, it, right, the scam right out of Trump University. Absolutely. Give us your money now, and the thing of value will come floating down to you from heaven later. But give us the cash up front. And there's reconciling this smug, self-satisfied look on their face with the lies that are coming out of their mouth. 
it, it, it should dawn on you the reason they're smirking is because whoever the hell they're talking to on television is precluded from asking them the one question that would clarify all this, which mm -hmm. is, aren't you banking on the fact that your base are fucking morons? Right, right. Isn't that why you got elected? Because the short answer is, look, we lied. Uh, we lied about everything. This, you know, President Asshole promised to release his tax returns for God's sakes, and mm -hmm. nobody's—he's never going to do that. He's got foreign dignitaries and contractors all staying in his hotels, pouring money into his pockets, which is flatly illegal. Nobody's going to enforce that. He said he'd stop doing it, and he's not going to. We lie. Our base doesn't care. It doesn't matter what you say or do. I can sit up here and tell you any fucking thing I want, mm -hmm. and unless you cross the line and say, "But the real problem, sir, is that your base." are reprogrammable meatbags who are incompetent citizens. That's the line you can never cross. And they know that. Mm -hmm. They know that mm -hmm. Chuck Todd is never going to say the voters are the problem. Republican right. voters are well, the problem. Well, because the Republican can't. voters are our viewers. And right. as I just tweeted this morning, uh, the purpose of cable news isn't to inform you. I mean, they, I, we need to sort of wipe no. down all of the assumptions that people have made in this world. All right. Yeah. there, Everything you assume is true is not true. Cable news is not there to inform you. Cable oh. news is to connect the points between pharma ads. Yeah, that's it. Once you understand that, every it makes sense that Chris Saliza is on, on your cable TV channel. Sure. It makes sense that uh, we will say shithole 189 times in one day, but we will not discuss race. No, no. And there, it, it, this was a huge thing for me this week. You and I watched this. This is the week. We can't believe it. Looking at it Friday afternoon in the middle of a government <laughs> shutdown. This is shithole week. Okay? It is. It is. CNN said shithole, you know, however many times they said it because it was quoting the president of the United States. And you watched it in real time. Cable news make a decision about saying shithole, right? Mm -hmm. Actually, this was last Thursday. I know we did catch this a little bit in last week's show. We did. But. Over the course of the weekend and over the course of the week, that did he say shithole or shithouse became an issue of debate, right? <laughs> no, except it's not but a debate. But it didn't become the issue was shithole or shithouse in the with Republican congressmen coming on the air. The issue was not our countries that have majority black populations uh, a source of immigration for the United States. Do we want them here or not? Right. And the answer from Donald Trump, the president of the United States, is no. We no. don't because they're black. Exactly. And that's and, racist. And the whole house versus whole is not a debate. No, is a lifeline that you throw right. to Chuck Todd to let him right. do something that he wants to do, which is parse words. Right. Rather than do what he should be doing, which is report on the fact the Republican Party is a racist party from right. top it's to bottom. It's a racist party made up of racists. And if you have an R after your name, you are complicit with racism. That yes. is it. Or as there, we, were some, we there were some exceptions in the media. I just want to call out these exceptions. The Daily Show, uh -huh. Don Lemon, and right. much to her credit, Samantha B. Samantha B. Yeah, did an amazing job on the whole interviewing working class voters and mm -hmm. walking into a bar in Western Pennsylvania, allegedly. Yeah. And every white coal miner guy already has a reporter next to him taking down everything he's saying. <laughs> Bless her. Heart. And so she goes to the back of the bar. Uh -huh. And talks to eight non-white working class people who yeah. work in a steel mill, work in a bar, work, you know, in places where you actually are living paycheck to paycheck. These yep. are working class people. And uh, she finds out none of them voted for Trump. No. And have nothing us. to do with him. No. And don't want him as their president. 
They just want their uh-huh. lives to get a little better. That's all. That's all they want, their lives to get a little bit better. She was also terrific on the Me Too backlash, particularly Tucker Carlson, who's, you know, colossal jerk Tucker Carlson. And now this is not about you. This is not about uh, white men thinking that they're being singled out. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> It's not about that. I'm getting off topic here. But there is a segment of Northeast Corridor Media that would rather say shithole on the air 189 times in one day Mm -hmm. than talk about one party being the racist party. Well, and you talked about the nature of cable news, and I Mm -hmm. think that's a a good place to sort of branch into the rest of our discussion. Mm -hmm. When you see – I mean this is the the whole thing about why the hell does Chris Sills have a job? Hey, why does David Brooks have a job? And I I went through – to John Lovett, who will never answer me because nobody ever answers the us Midwesterners um, from the coast. <laughs> With no uh, check mark, yes. On the, on the Twitter. <laughs> but, it, but it was, well, why the fuck is Chris Lewis? Well, okay, why the fuck is, you know, Rick Wilson and Charlie Sykes and mm-hmm. Hugh Hewitt and the rest of these, Peggy Noonan and the rest of these assholes, why are they valued, Rick, Rick, Rich Lowry, for God's sakes, why are these all yeah. valued MSNBC contributors all of a sudden? Uh-huh. Well, because what you have to understand is you have to reason by deduction. Don't look at anything that says news and accept that it's news. Look at the people they employ and the jobs they do and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. figure out, you know, reverse engineer what their actual purpose is by mm-hmm. the job. Because every one of these people is hired because of who they are. Right. So right. Well, and, and I will say I'm going to say something in defense of Rick Wilson, because uh, today he's all over this release the memo bullshit. Yeah. And really, really calling it out, really calling out Devin Nunes and saying, you know, if it's release the memo, why don't we release the FISA warrants that are attached to the memo that you're saying, you know, Barack Obama signed off on and and proved worse than Watergate that he was complicit in what yeah. getting Hillary Clinton into the White House. Is right. That what That's he was President in? Clinton is okay, very right, beholden to Barack right, Obama. Right. Just, okay. Um, and he said, you know, there is no one, there is no one in the Republican. Uh, uh, excuse me, the, the committee, the intelligence committee on uh, the Republican side that wants to actually expose, quote unquote, the FBI or the FISA courts or oh. bring them into the conversation. And that's why it's a memo by Devin Nunes. Yes. You know, that we're trying that's that's being held back by Democrats, which is imaginary. This whole thing's imaginary. So uh, Rick Wilson, to his credit, has mm-hmm. said, you know, it's because it's horseshit. This is why they're, they don't – let's just really release the FISA information. Let's go back, and if there's really a crime being committed, let's expose it. And they won't because it's horseshit. And I and, do want to also – I want to say – no, please. let me finish. Go ahead. Rick Wilson, uh, I do believe, is not going back to campaigns. He's not going back to campaigning for Republicans because what he's found on Twitter, what he's found doing what he's doing now is more lucrative than that. <laughs> And sure. so if he's not going to go back and elect a person who's going to take away my children's health insurance, if he really is abandoning that role, I can accept that he is a uh, vituperative, foul-mouthed, ex-Republican yeah. staffer. Okay, yep. I can. I, that doesn't mean I agree with him on everything or anything, anything yep. but uh, I can accept the entertainment value of, of a Rick Wilson if he's not going to go back and start working for some clone of Marco Rubio 20 years from now. Well, okay, that's and, and, and no, that that's I agree with every word of that, and I just want to say that the the opposite side of that coin is mm-hmm. I have been told uh, by people who who begin their sentence, I hate Trump as much as anyone. 
But, you know, the New York Times devoting an entire page to what, you know, Trump voters think and their letters and, by extension, I assume, the fact that every goddamn cable station now has its own little subsection of Trump voters. And what do they really think? And all these person, mm-hmm. the million personality profiles and, and cultural profiles of what, do, what the same fucking group of coal miners, mm-hmm. the same white people from middle America who voted for Donald Trump are being profiled to death by, by a tiny enclave of people who live in New York, mostly, mm-hmm. or Washington, mm-hmm. mostly. Right. And I, I'm being told by a, a few, not many, but a few fellow liberals that, you know, we need to listen to these people. We need to understand them. We might not be able to reach them, but we should. We need to understand them. And all I can say is that is a measure of how completely out of touch you are. Because mm-hmm. I have said this before, and I will say it a million times again. All you need to do is get in your goddamn car, if you have one, Uber it if you don't, and drive across the country mm-hmm. with AM radio playing. Yeah. We've been – we here in real America have been listening to these people for 25 goddamn years pouring out of our radios, mm-hmm. pouring out of Fox News. You can't get away from these assholes. If you wanted to know what Trump voters are really like, maybe you shouldn't have dispatched people who take the Acela Corridor train from mm-hmm. their home to Connecticut every night and never leave the university campus. Maybe you shouldn't have sent David fucking Brooks out to university campuses to come back with a report that the greatest threat to democracy are campus activists shouting down Nazis. Yeah. And that Marco Rubio was definitely going to win. Definitely going to win. Maybe what you should do is, if you really want to know what the hell's going on out here, fire these assholes and hire people who actually live out here who could tell you, no, we've been cheek by jowl with these racist sons of bitches for our entire lives. I'll tell you exactly what they think. And Everything that happened after that, up to and including what happened today, would have been entirely predictable. Yeah, but, but you won't get a callback from Tom Cotton's staff for an interview well, on your Sunday the, show if you do problem. that, Drift Glass. Yeah. Hi, it's well, Drift it, Glass. I want an interview with Tom Cotton, okay? Well, it's also, <laughs> once you're in the club, even if you're a scumbag like Rich Lowry, you can never be fired. Yeah. Because once you start firing people who are in the club, you set a really bad precedent and the rest of the animals start to panic yeah, right, and storm right, the paddock right. gates. So you have to keep recycling the Peggy Newtons and the Tom Brokaws who mm-hmm. want to whinge on about, you know, out in the West, I know a lot of Trump voters. And I, I I once sat down with a beer with a guy named Shady Evans in 1927. <laughs> Shady said to me, Tom, you're the youngest man I ever met. and You smell like pine trees. You know? <laughs> And, that's and, what, and, the, and and lecturing the Congressional Black Caucus on right. how they should listen more. Right. That was a good one. You know what we need is because, like, we need Viking football in our politics. Uh-huh. We need someone who could go out for the long bomb and hit it for a home run through the uprights and score a goal. Okay. And, oh, my God, he's, he's And no one mental. called a place for mom to put right. him away, right. right? No, the place for mom is apparently called Meet the Press. Meet the Press. <laughs> And that's where you put all of your senior citizens who drool and um, meander on about the good old days. There's, oh, I look, there's Peggy Newton. She's in the pudding room with George mm-hmm. Will sharing a, a heartening story about Ronald Reagan the time he tried to reach up her ass. But that yeah, was not, it wasn't mean or wasn't sexist. He just thought there might be missiles down there. Yeah. It was communist. You got, you got to trust but verify, Peggy. Trust but verify. <laughs> So these are the people who should have been cycled out of our news system 20 years right. ago. And this is a generational problem. Yeah. And I, I thought it was fascinating last night on Lawrence. There was a doc, former Navy doctor talking uh-huh. about how Donald Trump is not uh, qualified right. uh, emotionally to handle nuclear weapons, By according their, to the right. By their thing. Stand- yeah, and the th- but the thing is, 
He said, in this modern age, it seems common sense that since we continually elect older presidents, that there should be some sort of blah, 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 test or cognitive ability and emotional ability and test of whether they have Alzheimer's is what he's saying. And I thought to myself, do we really have to continue to elect? And 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 this is going to be a case for me. I've said this on Twitter. I've said this in public. Mm-hmm. No more over 65 presidents. And I know that prevents Elizabeth Warren and Al Franken and God all kinds of it. great Democrats from yeah. being elected president of the United States. But you're talking about electing someone that you want if you're in that party. And again, this is both sides. I'm going to be a both sider here. If you are dedicated to a person in your party having the White House. You want that person to be in the White House for eight years. Sure. I get, you know, I hate Trump with, I do hate Trump, but I do understand a Trump supporter wants Donald Trump to be reelected. That's what you want. You want your your party to represent the White House for as long as they can. It's eight years. Okay. If you're electing a 74-year-old, that, you have to add eight to that. And you have to figure out, knowing what we know about cognitive abilities as you get older and this is what no one wants to talk about because the boomers never get old we never the anyone born before 1964 and that's you and i yeah oh no we just never get old we don't have to face that right we just just keep putting more mayonnaise on the on the camera lens and you know everything why there's all kinds of solutions for that yeah Yeah. and injections and what there's non-stop industry it's a billion dollar industry to keep people feeling forever young but we got to start talking about this right. because people are going to have to go to nursing homes who have no expectation of that and no money to do it. And people are going to need uh, end of life care. And we're going yeah. to be spending a tremendous amount of money keeping people alive who have uh, no health left to keep them alive. And, and this is and so not, this is not yeah. to say that people in their 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s aren't sharp and bright don't and have something to contribute and, and this is this is where i always compare people to my dad because right. i love my dad and he's 83 years old right. i love my mom and he calls me and he does the new york times in crossword puzzle in ink every day and uh gets it and reads the new york times then after he's done with the puzzle because you know you got to do the puzzle first and <laughs> and knows what's going on in the world and knows who i am and knows reads books and is an artist and has a brilliant mind and all of that and knows that he is not capable of being president of the United right. States or working a full-time job or commuting every day or, right. or, or, I mean, there are just things that at 83, he knows his he's limit. not going to do anymore. Right. And I, I do and have one small the vanity caveat. in the U S Senate uh-huh. and elsewhere of people who are in their seventies thinking that they can take on a job like president of the United States, which is, and you know, we all know ages people. Well, that was my caveat. Instead of adding eight years, you need to add 20. Yeah, I need to add 20. Yeah. And, and there, so 20 means they're 103, 93, yes. 97. Mm-hmm. It is. And, and this is what I do not understand. I understand Utah Republicans love Mitt Romney. I get it. He's 71 years old. Do you really want someone who is not going to be in the Senate in 12 years? Yes. You know, you want to hold on to that seat for 30 years, right? Or or at least 20. Mm-hmm. You want to hold on to it for, what, four terms maybe? Do you do they understand how the Senate works? Yeah. <laughs> you no. know, that's the thing. No. Um, and, and a lot of people in politics don't. I mean, this elect Oprah or elect Michelle Obama. You and I were cracking up about that last yeah. night. You know, you you think shithole was bad. <laughs> No. If you you get you turn off the 
go low, go high when they go low yeah. uh, filter on Michelle Obama. Yeah. And she starts telling you what she really thinks of Boehner. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to go higher. I'm going to go straight through you with a sword in each hand. With that's a sword in each hand and meet you on the other side, yeah. Michelle Obama, because that's what was between the lines of all those interviews mm-hmm. with Michelle Obama and Barack Obama about her not being president. I don't have the temperament. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, Michelle really doesn't have the temperament. <laughs> no. no, Barack got the whole... She sees the bullshit for what it is, yeah. right? And, and well, will not tolerate it because she doesn't have to. But Blue Gal, yes. how can we make our revolution if we don't elect <laughs> 76-year-old independent our... from Vermont? <laughs> There'll be the revolution. And then what happens? You know, Bernie, you're, you're a great guy. You've got great ideas. Give them to someone who's 20 years younger than you or, or 10 years younger. But come on. You know, this is this is not quite my generation, but it's getting awfully close. And I yeah. really, really and it really is. And I, I'm, I'm 55 this year. So, the, you know, I'm not a young spring chicken. Uh, this it's time for new leadership. It yeah. really is time for for. 53-year-olds to have a turn. And we really do need, uh, and I did get this, this is just sort of take us back to the main main course of our podcast, Mm -hmm. um, was that uh, Chuck Todd, one of the critiques of Chuck Todd on the Twitter that made me write a post today, because he did a both sides thing, was, Chuck, you know, I respect you somewhat, and you know, this is a good post, but then you went into this both sides bullshit. And let me tell you, the millennials 35 and under ain't having your 35. That's why- That's That's why the uh, Crooked Media podcast he promoted, and I was kind of pissed about that. (laughs) And, you know, the people who listen to Crooked Media, people who listen to that, people who are younger, aren't going to have any of it. And I had to weigh in and say, and the professional left was saying this eight years ago. Yeah, yeah. And the professional left bloggers who make up the professional left podcast were saying this 13, 14 years ago. Right. right. So it's not – uh, it's not about in the media. It's not about age. In the media, yeah. it's about telling the truth. And and there's a real, real strong bias. I mean, like to the point it breaks the function of journalism because you don't want to tell a bunch of old people in the Midwest that their neighbors are racist. Mm-hmm. You don't want to mm-hmm. tell Tom Brokaw that your nice friends who own giant ranches next to yours are a bunch of fucking racists. Yeah. And that they are the problem. They are the, your friends, Tom, are the fucking problem. And so mm-hmm. you you lean back into this this lazy, stupid, ridiculous, completely you know, forty years out of date notion that you know if we all just got together and we're bipartisan and both sides, if we just blame both sides enough, eventually the naughty people on the right will will sort of wise up and grow up and begin. No, 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 no. That doesn't work anymore. And people in the media who are selling this lie are not selling some banal cotton candy. They're selling poison. If you hear someone say both sides on TV or on Twitter who's got any position of authority at all, they're selling you poison. And people mm-hmm. on television should not be allowed to sell you poison without labeling it as such. See? Speaking of which. Speaking of which, uh, younger people, I just wanted to point out to you, our youngest child is in love with a show called Riverdale, which is Archie and Jughead comic books brought up to a mythical modern age. <laughs> Where uh, there are Jugheads in kind of a gang yeah. uh, on the wrong side of town school and Archie's in the Riverdale High. And uh, she so youngest child was telling me last night about how things are going on Riverdale. And boy, it's a soap opera. But the point I wanted to make on our podcast was that um, the plot, the way the plots of season two is going, there is a private industry that wants the land that 
the bad high school is on okay. and is is colluding with the mayor of oh. Riverdale to take over the school and and use the land for nefarious purposes mm-hmm. and moving students around to different schools and uh it's it's fascinating to me it reminds me of the fact that middle child school in middle child school when i went through their uh scholastic bowl trivia contest thing where it was about who are Trump's cabinet members, and nobody knew who Rick Perry was, but everybody knew who Betsy DeVos was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody. I, a field of eighth graders knew who Betsy DeVos was. Mm-hmm. And uh, so making it true to life and making it matter to uh, teenagers and people who will be voters in eight years, <laughs> and all of a sudden it's, Corporate industry is trying to take over the public school. What? Where have I heard about that before? Yeah. <laughs> this reminds me of episodes. They're of bad Riverdale. people. They must be bad people. Yes. Yeah. And you know they what? As long as be bad people, as long yeah. as you're, as long as the story doesn't suffer, I don't care about political messaging. It, no, it's, I don't it's a Fine right. thing. It's a very fine thing. Um, I do want to mention, just in passing, the story of people who feed people poison <laughs> and good stories on TV mm-hmm. that. It would be uh, dishonorable of me to not to mention the fact that this is the 10th anniversary of Breaking Bad. Which oh, is... I thought you were going to see Meeting Blue Gal face to Well, no, that's not poison. That's <laughs> the love of my life. We it, well, That's coming up. The, day, uh, the week of Valentine's Day, 2008, I went up to Chicago for a Shakespeare sister meetup. Did. And there was a very, very nice man at the Shakespeare sister meetup named her class. He yeah. sat next to me. I did. And we talked and talked and, and he never left my side the whole evening. Oh. And and all of a sudden people were looking at us and li- listening to us talking. <laughs> there was like this lull, right? And I you and I are the only two people having a conversation. Mm-hmm. And they said they <laughs> you leaned guys over. should be on the radio. <laughs> you guys should be on the radio. You guys, you guys should, should be on the radio. Okay. Yes. We'll have to anyway. invent a technology to make that possible. <laughs> Because that's crazy talk. And then the 50th person said it. We said, okay, fine. Yeah, once once Shut three up. or four or five people say it, you know it's time to do something. Yeah. So anyway, here we are, married for, it'll be seven years in August, and yeah. we've known each other face-to-face. I mean, I've, I'd read your blog and commented. You and I commented oh, on yeah. each other's blog for a few, salon. I was few years. Salon. Yeah, online salons and stuff. But face-to-face friendship was started 10 years ago next month. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So uh, you, we, we, I mentioned Rick Perry. I want to make sure we slip that little uh, six degrees of separation. Can I just finish one thing? You finish your thing about – yeah, I'm sorry. I just want to mention Breaking Bad only <laughs> Breaking because Bad. it's 10 years. It's an awesome show. Uh, rewatching most of it sort of in one continuous stream, which I don't, didn't do in a block, but rewatching it sort of as a, as a story, not as a broken mm-hmm. episodic thing, uh, is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, uh, first of all, it is very contemporary. It's one of the, like, four great golden age of modern golden age of television shows that changed everything. Mm-hmm. Secondly, it ends with Nazis, barrels full of money, ruined <laughs> lives, and a pathological liar who destroys everything in his wake and takes no responsibility for any of it. So it's a yep. very timely story. <laughs> um, and if you rewatch it, Here's the thing that I found I found fascinating. I was listening to The Watch, which is a, mm-hmm. another podcast, which is very good. Andy Greenwald and Chris Ryan. And they were talking about if you watch the whole thing over again, you can see everything coming. Mm-hmm. Once mm-hmm. you know how the story ends and you're looking for it, you can see how everything was laid in place. 
everything wasn't preconceived. The whole gun in the trunk thing, no spoilers, was just something they threw in. Mm. And they said, we'll, we'll figure out why that's here, but we trust our writing instincts enough that, enough that there should be literally a gun in the trunk. So ah. they figured it out. The next season or the season later, they figured it out. And there were Chekhov's guns. There were, there were hints. There were, there were foreshadows. There were things that were going to pay off two or three or four years down the road just laid out throughout the entire series and every one of them was used. There was not a wasted yep. space. Yep, 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 yep. And, and the yep. reason I bring that up is for the umpteenth time, I will admit, um, but I'm saying it for the umpteenth time, if you are a liberal – you have seen the Trump administration coming for decades. Mm-hmm. It wasn't de- so, at least two decades and possibly yeah. more. It yeah. wasn't orange necessarily. It wasn't necessarily particularly going to be Donald Trump, but you could see what was happening to the Republican Party and the conservative the Republican movement base. And exactly. in this country exactly. playing this fucking day for decades. And you've been warning people and warning mm-hmm. people and jumping mm-hmm. up and down with your hair on mm-hmm. fire. And every time they took another step down the road to hell, every time it was getting, you know, it was impeaching Clinton or it was Tom DeLay or lying us into the wrong war or, or, or the Tea Party, the whole I was never there. It's no responsibility of mine. Mm-hmm. The whole mm-hmm. movement, every step that this depraved racist party has taken down this road, go all the way back to, for some of you to, to Nixon and, yep. and the Southern strategy. Every step along the way, people on the left have been warning this is coming, and now it is here. Well, and I would include in that the um, so far 18 resignations from yeah. the House. Yeah. I would include people – People, uh, there was. I don't remember which cable show it was. I'm sure it was on MSNBC. Someone expressing surprise that there were 18 – oh, my God, there's 18 congressmen, Republican congressmen, who have decided not to run for re-election in yep. November. You and I could have predicted that five years ago. Oh, sure. That at some point the money runs out and yep. the scam is up yep. and the three-card Monty game has to leave town. Got to fold right? the game and leave town, man, ahead yep. of the cops because yep. the, 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 the days of reckoning are coming and you mm-hmm. got to get out with the money in your pocket. Don't get greedy. Right. Don't stay Don't in the vault greedy. for more than 90 seconds. they got greedy. They yeah. wrote their tax cut and now it's time to go. So they got their tax cut and time to leave and they become a – Mm-hmm. Go back to your used car lot and do yeah. whatever, right? And, okay. And the only people who are not allowed to talk in public on camera about the nature of the Republican Party and the mm-hmm. Trump voters and how we got here are the people who were right all along. And that's what's so completely bizarre and, and, and unnerving about our public conversations now. The very people you most who are most qualified – by virtue of years of scar tissue to talk about what's happening yeah. right now yeah. are the people who are absolutely not allowed to talk about it, not mm-hmm. anywhere. And I mm-hmm. believe, I, I don't want to segue too hard, but I believe you have a Bible bitch this week? Is that- no, I don't. I just have a quote from Seven Eyes by Neil Stevenson. Okay. Um, and, and this is a book that a podcast listener sent to us. And I do want to thank all the podcast listeners who've sent us books. Some of them have come anonymously. Others have come in a box with a note, and if you're ordering them from Amazon, please order them as a gift and send. You don't have to gift wrap them or anything, but at least let us have a return receipt yeah. that tells us that it's from you, so we can thank you. It's a little confusing when we don't know who ordered these books, <laughs> but we're so glad to have them and appreciate you so much. But a podcast listener who we love sent us a copy of Neil Stevenson's Seven Eyes, which I. Uh, just started reading, so I haven't. I, I'm really enjoying it, though. And there is a. I'm not going to give away anything in the book at all, 
in terms of plot, uh, it, there is a Neil deGrasse Tyson type character in the beginning of the book. He's a scientist who's on TV a lot. And his name is Dubois. And he's at an event where a bunch of children are looking through telescopes. And that's all I'm going to say. A bunch of children looking through telescopes. And he's there as semi-famous, you know, doctor scientist on TV kind of guy. And he says, uh, the evening went fine. Doob, his nickname is Doob, who had raised three children to adulthood, had figured out a long time ago that any event largely organized by elementary school teachers was likely to come off extremely well <laughs> from a logistical and crowd control standpoint. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> and so let's talk about the special election in Wisconsin <laughs> and how a school board member uh, won a seat in the state Senate that had been held by Republicans for 20 years, Yep. where Trump won by 16 points yep. a year ago. And won it pretty handily. Yeah. A year by 16 points. And so uh, this is where our politics is going in terms of the energy of the revolution. And you and I are going to a march tomorrow. Yes, we are. Tomorrow uh, we march. March this weekend. Uh, they're happening over two days. And I don't, you know, I fingers crossed. I'm hoping that we have the kind of crowds that uh, get national attention and piss off the president because yeah. <laughs> we need to. You know, we need to, the so-called president needs to. Uh, have his uh, $100,000 a couple party interrupted by uh, lots and lots and lots of people on the streets yeah. letting him know that we're still here a year later. And well, and there's I mean, it's going to be big. I, I, I again, I don't think I don't know. I'm out of the mm -hmm. prediction business. I don't know mm -hmm. if it can top the largest gathering in history, in world history. But right. oh, boy, right. are there going to be a lot of marches tomorrow? Yep. Yep. So uh, we'll and we'll be at the one in Springfield, Illinois. So uh, and and the organizing anything. This this is this is what I think is going to surprise everybody in November. The the talent and the skills and the skill set that you need to win a primary and win an election are exactly the skill set you need to put together a parent teacher organization. It's phone calls. It's getting people together. It's making sure they know where they're going and what they're supposed to do. And and if the goal is to get everyone to a pep rally, you do that. If it's to sell popcorn at a sporting event, you do that. Yep. If it's to get people to go and cast a vote and be registered, that kind of paperwork checkmark stuff, it's grunt work. But yeah. women who are of a certain age and have corralled children <laughs> uh -huh. know how to do this already. It is not complicated. Uh, from the standpoint of having that skill set of connecting people and, and getting them to do things. Uh, we have a woman running against Rodney Davis here in Springfield. Yes, we do. Uh, her off she, she is opening her office exactly two hours after the march. Yes. Surprise, mm -hmm. downtown. Hmm. So, uh, and, and the focus of this year's march is voter registration. Uh, and I'm sure there will be lots of opportunities to fill out a voter registration card at these marches. Mm -hmm. If you're not registered, you have no excuse not to be registered after this weekend. Uh, and and uh, winning elections will happen. Uh, and, and of course, you know, we lost a lot, too, this week. In we the did. special Out of the four special elections that were kind of state uh, of that level of attention um, because of Republican gerrymandering. Yes. So we have to run everywhere and we have to continue to run everywhere. And as we gain in 
seats owned, we can then undo. There's going to be a lot of rebuilding that's going to have to be done after all of this is over. Um, And I hope that you guys will stick with us once Trump is gone. I expect you will. Well, and Um, and that's the thing. The rebuilding, I mean, we all said, those of us with long memories, Mm-hmm. Uh, all said, look, after after the Bush administration, the worst presidency in modern <laughs> history, which it was. Let's, yeah. let's not pretend it wasn't. The Bush yeah. administration was a catastrophe. Was after this lunatic and his asshole cronies are finally out of the White House, it's going to take a generation to clean up the mess they left behind. Yeah. And I still believe that. What my dear centrist moderate friends refused to acknowledge until it was far too late was once the fire department showed up and started putting Mm -hmm. out fires and trying to dig us out of the shit that they put us into that the same people that had cheered George Bush on would start attacking the fire department. Yeah. Slashing the fire hoses and cutting the, uh, cutting the water lines to it and blowing up buildings and calling the fire department um, Kenyan. They're not born here. So they shouldn't be here. That the cleanup crew who were just there to just clean up the, the gigantic mess that everyone agrees needed to be cleaned up would be attacked because suddenly all these assholes who spent eight years applauding George Bush had a a lot of spare time on their hands. Yeah. So suddenly they put on funny funny hats and they decided to become a Tea Party independence and they attacked the road crew that was cleaning up after the disaster they had created. So this time around, those people cannot be spared. No lifeboats for the lifeboats. No lifeboats for those. No, no, no. I'm sorry. If you weren't with us when Trump, during the darkest times of the worst president in history, then you should just either either you're the enemy or you should go sit down and shut the fuck up until we're done cleaning. But you don't get any place in the media. You don't get any microphones. There's no place for you anywhere near the grownups who are trying to clean up your two consecutive messes. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Full stop. And uh, I, I don't have a lot of hope that we're going to completely succeed in that regard. No. But I am uh, seeing hope in the number of people who are using our language and our uh, way of speaking on Twitter, talking back to Chuck Todd. Yeah. And that was very exciting to see today. That was really heartening (laughs) that when he decides to say, you know, well, they shut down both sides. He was swarmed. He was swarmed. I I can just stand. And you know what? There was one asshole who, who said both sides. And and what did he call himself? You go go over, you go over to his bio. (laughs) What is he? What political party is he? I'm an independent. He's a radical independent. Of course he is, because there's always uh-huh. one asshole at the picnic uh-huh. who's there to fuck it up for everybody else. But <laughs> everyone else was just like, you could just eye rolls, swearing, Jesus Christ, what? how do you live with yourself? What the hell is your problem? And it was dozens and dozens, and it was immediate. This is, yep. this is what I'm talking about. If you could focus liberal attention on a few key issues, um, not policy issues, because I think we're all sort of in agreement that there's a spectrum of, of discussion to be had among grownups, and that's great. But taking down the crappy media that that is wrecking this country, taking mm-hmm. down the fake center that's propping up the right. If we can mm-hmm. focus our attention on a few key things like adjectives, calling things Republicans, quit saying we when you mean them and so mm-hmm. forth, mm-hmm. we really can get under their skin enough to make them change. Because the only thing Chuck Todd is afraid of in this life is retribution from the right. Yep. That's the only thing that moves him. The refs have been worked by the right for a generation now. The only thing that yep. scares the shit out of them is the idea that Fox News is going to come down on their necks. So yep. we need to make ourselves as big and scary as Fox News. And we can do it because we're smarter than they are and mm-hmm. we're better than they are. 
and we're sexier <laughs> than they are, and we're more good-hearted and more generous of spirit than they are. And for for people who think that or try to uh, push the agenda item that the Democrats don't stand for anything, uh, head on over to the Organize for Action store, which is Barack. It used to be Organize for Obama or Obama for America. Obama I think for it America. Was. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, they have the organize, organizing ampersand T-shirt and water bottle that says on it, and it fits on a water bottle. This is my point. Climate change, economic opportunity, gun violence prevention, health care, immigration reform, marriage equality, and women's rights. Mm-hmm. What Democrats stand for fits on a water bottle. Yeah. And it's boring because we've been for this for 50 years. Yeah. So we're for science. We're for equality under the law. And the fact that that's not sparkly and new means the media thinks we don't have a message. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a message. It's a traditional message. It's a moral majority message. Yeah. It's as old as America. It's an apple pie mom. It is. Heartland message. And yeah. that's what we stand for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, don't let anybody get away with saying, well, you know, I'd vote for Democrats, but they don't stand for anything but abortion. Yeah. What? Okay, go away. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, have we forgotten anything, Driftglass? Oh, well, I, I, I have like, something else I want to talk about. I'd like um, to plow through the news. It was a very busy news week. Um, yeah. I do have in my notes, when is yeah. a privilege, not a privilege, but that's that's uh, executive privilege. Yeah. And that, yeah. that happens. Yeah. A whole bunch of stuff happened this week. So uh, why don't you jump in and then we'll we'll scoot through the news and then you well, will go smooth. Sure. We can, we can alternate on these news, news notes you put okay. in here. Sure. Okay. Uh, you start. Go ahead. Well, we've already touched on the fact that uh, John Kelly bit the hand that fed him today or this week. Yep. Uh, and we, apparently, the New York the, Times did a wingnut fan page. Yes, they right? did. Come on, kids. Let's all, all write in. Yeah. All white. Yeah, it's, it's all white page. It's the white album. The New York Times yeah, white okay. album. <laughs> um, it, and and here's, this, is, this is one of those statistics that everyone who listens to this podcast should just go, of course. Uh, there are 48 percent of Americans who are going to blame Donald Trump, uh, who currently blame Trump and the Republicans for a potential government shutdown. How many people blame the Democrats, Blue Gal? I would say between 25 and 33 percent. 28 percent. 28 percent. You know who they are. You, you know, know exactly who they are. They have their own page in The New York Times now. They have their own page in The exciting. New York Times and they're white people. Yeah, yes, they're very, okay. very white. Um Omarosa Manigault Newman may have taped confidential West Wing conversations on her phone. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that exciting? And that means she gets to be famous for another 15 minutes. Yeah, 15 minutes. minutes, Yeah. Yay. Uh, Sean Hannity, uh, Mm -hmm. from whom speaks ex-cathedra for Fox News and all good right-thinking wingnuts everywhere, has declared that Robert Mueller's quote-unquote witch hunt is now Mm -hmm. over. It's well, over. this is going to be a real surprise it's when Robert over. Mueller comes up and says, oh, no, it's not. No, no. Uh, I'm Sean going to has, indict somebody else. Old taterhead Sean has said yeah, that it's okay. over. And and that means there are a whole there are tens of millions of Americans out there who are going to march out tomorrow and believe that it's all over. And my, oh, my, aren't they going to be surprised? Well, they're going to lose a lot of interest in politics, though. They're just not going to pay attention to I any of it. I have noticed that. I have noticed that a lot of a very, very voluble, vocal, emphatic Trump voting, Republicans for life, ride or die assholes are suddenly uh, not interested in politics anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't follow mm-hmm. politics. I don't pay much attention anymore. It's all so angry, and I wish people would stop being so hateful. It's so well, divisive. Listen, yeah. I listen to these yeah. three, you know, these three sacks of potatoes on uh, the 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 MSNBC show. These three pod people talking about Donald Trump. You know what they hate the most, Blue Gal? 
the, the hatefulness and the viciousness and the, the, device, the name calling. And the yeah, you know, I, I won't vote for a Democrat uh, cuck because of all the name calling on the left. Well, they're just they, they just <laughs> hate it. They're just it never stops. Saturday Night Live is uh-huh. funny, but it just it's too much. It's too much. Mm-hmm. Says mm-hmm. the people who voted for the fucking birther in key and chief. Right. And, right. and they don't see it. They, they literally don't, don't see it no, because they literally do not remember yesterday. They have yep. let Sean Hannity and Rush Limbaugh take dump sh- in their skull, take a dump their skull yep. and that's all they know. And that's all the and fresh can... poop that's in there. Not yeah. the old poop. The Ooh. old poop dries up and blows away. Okay. Oh, this is fresh. Uh, chip kids. Not only are chip kids being used by the Republicans as hostages, and now everyone knows it, mm-hmm. uh, in the middle of a flu epidemic, which is t- attacking Every state except for Hawaii huh? and Alaska, uh, the CDC will be on furlough because of Donald Trump and the Republican Party yeah. not being able to govern. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and this flu epidemic has killed at least 10 infants in the past week. Uh, it is a serious, serious problem. Mm-hmm. And it is an it is an officially an epidemic. And Donald Trump, this is I wonder if this is Donald Trump's Katrina. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I, said no one on cable. I'm news. sorry, Blue Gap, but I have to ask the most important question of all, which is why won't Obama lead? Why, why won't, won't Obama, Obama lead? lead? Well, and, oh, and these it. whiny ass titty babies wondering why the why the Democrats won't help them vote for racism and a monument to racism, and a policy based on racism, yeah. and we are holding children hostage to get our racism passed. And I, 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 I know I the, the yeah. shape of the deal is really easy. We front Donald Trump personally the money to do it, and if he doesn't pay it back, we take away all of his property, mm-hmm. all of his homes, all of his bank accounts until we're at zero, until he pays yeah. his loan back. And if he wants to put up his entire fucking fortune, which I think is – much smaller now uh, than it well it certainly was smaller than a billionaire but now it's gotten a lot bigger because of all the foreign money pouring into his pockets if he wants to put his personal fortune up great I'll sign that deal every day uh, so let's do that deal instead well I thought that's why people voted for Donald Trump because he was beholden to no one because he was rich yes I'm beholden to no man <laughs> a guy named I- Ivan the Ice Pick sure yeah but I Ivan the Ice Pick easy. okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> You have the next one. Trump is personally well, monkey wrenching. He is. is He's, he? uh, and we've talked, t- touched on this a little bit already, but he is personally, Donald Trump is personally fucking up his own budget fight every day so badly that even his lapdogs are starting to pee just a little bit in his mm-hmm. lap. It's like mm-hmm. Mitch McConnell's like, I don't know what the hell this guy wants. <laughs> I just want to, I just want to suck his dick and go home. And he won't tell me. <laughs> you were playing hide the sausage. He's making me go around the room blindfolded, looking for his dick. I don't know where it is, and I don't know what to do. And 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 Lindsey Graham is just like, I don't know what the hell's going on. I I you know I'm not going to vote for this this madness anymore, um, et cetera, et cetera. But it it really is predictable to mm-hmm. watch them reach their. These are totally amoral people these are if you're a republican if you have an r after your name you are the problem these are totally amoral calculating um human misery machines and even they have just fucking had it so now they're just democrats democrats it's all the democrats fault just don't blame us for anything please let us go home um and that's not working out so good yep the house intelligence committee the republicans in particular are a bunch of traitors i'm just gonna say that yeah. Uh, there was an interview transcript with Fusion GPS co-founder Glenn Simpson released, and you should go watch uh, Rachel Maddow this week talk about that. It's very, very bad. Very bad. Not for the Democrats. 
It's no. very, very bad. <laughs> one side. No, it's only bad, bad for one side. One side. Now, and Devin Nunes has done this whole release the the memo thing that we talked about earlier. Um, now, if you take Vladimir Putin mm-hmm. and Russian mobsters and the National Rifle Association, you pick like it's a grab bag of the worst possible people and organizations in the world. And you put them all together. You know what you have, Lou Gal? You have a funding the Republican Party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have a funding source for the Donald Trump campaign yeah, last exactly. year. Apparently, exactly. Russian bankers illegally funneled money to the NRA, uh, tripling the amount they put in any other presidential campaign in the past, mm-hmm. uh, in order to help Donald Trump win. Which yeah. is just, oh, really? It's it's perfect. Really? It's it's really a perfect circle of gonna, the worst people in the world. Yeah, this and it's how, all dark money. Yeah. Uh, this is this is. When we get power back, all of this is going to change. Well, and this and is... it's going to make 1974 look like a cakewalk compared to what we're going to do to clean up this government and make it accountable and make there be sunshine in this funding stream for politics. Because remember, the, the way the Aryan nation was taken down was mm-hmm. money. They went after their money. Well, the Al Capone was taken down. Yeah. So you know, how the, you know how you yeah. take the NRA down? You tie them to the Russian mob and right. then tie that to the Trump campaign and, right. and watch them all fall like dominoes. And I think you're going to look at the board of directors of the NRA are going to be put under investigation. <laughs> yeah, we'd like to and, chat with you. Yeah, we'll no, talk about it. No, sorry, concerns. you don't have executive privilege. Shut right? up and get in here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yelp reviewers have been giving the Trump International Hotel in Washington hundreds of one-star reviews, describing the properties as a shithole. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, as the next... Item. I just have Wendy Dang Murdoch. Yeah, and that's all you need to know really? is, it's... Uh, you know, whether she was Putin's girlfriend, whether whatever was going on in the Chinese world of multi-billionaires, uh, the fact that uh, Ivanka Trump left town and went shopping with Wendy Dang Murdoch, left her four-month-old, because she needed a break and she needed to decompress. Ooh, you know, me time. And me so she time. went, she had a little me time. So she went shopping in Eastern Europe with Wendy Ding Murdoch in August of 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time that uh, uh, her husband was, you know, taking out loans from Deutsche Bank mm-hmm. to uh, bail himself out. And there, it's it's all just very bad. Yeah, it, well, it's like there's this giant Philip K. Dick novel. And it's like, you know what? We can cram one more chapter into the son of a bitch. Uh-huh, Let's uh-huh. take a Chinese deep cover spy. Ex-wife of the owner of Fox News. Ex-wife yes. of Fox News and rumored to be dating Ivan Terrible, Vladimir <laughs> yep. Putin, and have her hanging and banging with the Trump kids. Because mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. just perfect. And that's when they threw Philip Dick out of the office saying, so that's too far. You've gone man. too far. Like, Come yes. back when you've sobered <laughs> up. All right. Next one's you. 64 trade groups, foreign governments, Republican candidates and more stayed at or held events at Trump properties during his first year in office. Yeah, it's it drain the swamp. What can I say? Well, and here's a, here's a swamp drainer for you. Uh, remember <laughs> that Consumer Financial Protection Bureau that oh, yeah. uh, Senator like Dr. The, Elizabeth Warren? Twelve million dollars to consumers over the past yeah since yeah. their existence. Oh, yeah. they, they've saved a, a ton of money. I think into the I think billion blue gal, not million. Yeah, but I'm not sure. Yeah, it's getting there. Uh, but they they were set up specifically to help you know those coal miners blue gal. <laughs> <laughs> you know those middle class people who get screwed by the yeah. by the man. Uh, by big banks. This is mm-hmm. the organization that was set up to help them not get screwed over by scam artists like Donald Trump. Well, 
the new head of that agency is a guy named Mick Mulvaney, who you might know from other departments such as. So he's now running he's two departments. He's the budget director also, yeah. And he's decided that he wants zero money in the budget for this department. And this mm-hmm. this is pretty common. This happened during the Reagan administration all the time. Yep, yep, um, yep. Legal Services Foundation got zero funded every year by its director because Ronald Reagan hated black people, hated poor people, and hated the idea that we're going to give them lawyers to protect themselves. So he put an asshole in charge of that agency to zero funding. Now, Congress said, no, 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 no. You're taking the money and you're going to use the money. But who knows this time? I'm not sure. Um, anyway, Mulvaney has, has obviously declared his great love of screwing the taxpayer uh, by telling them we, the the agency set up to protect you is the one we're not going to fund at all. So bravo, Mickey. Bravo. All right. Senator talks a good game. Jeff Flake talked a good game this week. He did. Yes, he did. Nothing will come of it because virtue signaling is all a Jeff Flake will ever do. He's going to compare Trump to Stalin, then mm-hmm. vote for everything Donald Trump wants, and then run away. That's, that's what qualifies as a brave daring, noble step out and take one for the team Republican these days. They're all horrible, Blue Gal. They're all... all... Hang in there. We've only got five more items. Wisconsin Democrats, as we mentioned, flipped a state Senate seat in the special election, which is amazing. Smokey the Bear says, only you voters can prevent Republican political arson. Three quarters of the National Park Service advisory panel resigned in frustration. Uh, Actually, it's now 10 of the 12 have resigned uh, at, at last count. Uh, 10 of 12 have abruptly quit this week, citing frustration that the Interior Secretary, Ryan Zinke, is too busy taking private planes to uh, drilling (laughs) conferences and uh, not meeting with them or holding a single meeting in the last year, which they are required by their charter to do. They are the people that name national monuments and national uh, treasures. The National Park Service. If there's one thing that we hold up in this country as a jewel... Mm-hmm. It's our national parks. And they appointed a All guy. Right. Just fuck that. Um, 42% of Republicans, apparently 42% of Republicans consider negative news stories that are accurate to be fake news. So mm-hmm. Fox News, your work is done. You've insulated these people from reality forever to their detriment forever. Congratulations. Yep. Uh, Puerto Rico is still a disaster. Chip is still in limbo. Dreamers are still hanging by a thread. And let's not forget that the state of Kentucky is trying to put work requirements and uh, literacy requirements as well, apparently, on uh, Medicaid recipients. Because you can't ever be cruel enough to poor people. Well, and the governor of Kentucky, who is a mini-Trump, has signed an executive order threatening the courts that if they try to stop him from putting work orders on Medicaid, he will cancel Medicaid expansion Canceling insurance for 400,000 of his own citizens. Yeah, they're hostage takers. So uh, he's a one-term governor, uh-huh. uh, if I have anything to say about it. And uh, they also, you cannot recall him. There's no uh, provision for that in the Kentucky state constitution. So um, they can impeach him, but of course that's not going to happen. So hey, uh, do you want to mention the yeah. great Rick Perry hug? Well, that was the that was the thing that I was going to mention earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that we're one degree of separation from the photographer. Yes. Who took the picture of Rick Perry hugging an oil executive <laughs> and got fired for it? Yes. And apparently, there's a whole lot of people offering him to buy him a beer. I hope there will be someone offering to give him a job yes. as well because he got fired for taking that picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would like to remind everyone that you are the liberal media, and we hope all of you will be out at a march this weekend. Yep. We would love to hear from you on Twitter at ProLeftPodcast, 
and uh, send us pictures of where you are and what you're doing. Um, I want to take a moment. Uh, when when three people contact me about something, I want to. That's a sign that I need to say something. Uh-oh. Uh oh. People have been have been asking about the different ways to give to the podcast. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I thought a little behind the scenes uh, rundown of when we get your money. Uh, what's kind of important to to know. Uh, if you donate by check, we get your money and we deposit it in our bank account. Mm-hmm. If you uh, send us PayPal, uh, we have access to your money within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. If you send us money via Patreon, uh, we get your money once a month. And and most people that are on Patreon know that. That's, that is a monthly giving. There's an, the only option is to give by the month. Uh-huh. So... Uh, you are you're committing to giving monthly and we get that at the beginning of the month mm-hmm. so that's great uh if you give via uh gofundme and we still have that gofundme up uh we get that at the beginning of each week so they if gofundme is a rolling thing where they just take what it, if it's nine dollars or a hundred dollars they forward whatever that week's uh take is and give it to us on monday and they uh, direct deposit that into our account, so our PayPal account. So that goes straight through, and then we have it in PayPal. What if they buy merch on Zazzle, Blue Gal? <laughs> that takes forever. Yeah, that takes, apparently that's just... <laughs> but we, we, we know that there's a grand moral support there we by do. wearing our merch. We so, do. Yes, we, we want you to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, by wearing and carrying our merch around, we we appreciate that. But yeah, the, and you we have to earn uh, $50 before they'll send us a check for that. So yeah, yeah or, or send us a PayPal for that. Don't worry about that. No. That, that, that wasn't even on my list. <laughs> um, the last one is Amazon, which as you know, they canceled our account. Right. Um, I'm waiting for some podcast friends of ours who tried to sign up again for, um, Amazon. Mm-hmm. There are some other podcasters who got can A lot of podcasters got canceled at the end of last year. Right. Uh, lost their money for Christmas sales, and uh, I'm. They signed up again after the beginning of the year and got back on, and now have ads on their website for Amazon. I'm waiting to see if they're going to get paid for that before we go ahead with any Amazon ads on our website because um, I'm not interested in advertising for Amazon for free. Nope. Amazon takes 60 days to pay you back right. for any earnings, and so they when they cancel you, they are actually taking back two months of sales. And I think I've mentioned that before. Yeah. Um, it's Amazon is by far and away uh, the best money in terms of not having to do anything. Oh, yeah. to get it. It's a straight. Percentage uh, and and yeah. it doesn't, you know, you don't, you don't, it doesn't come out of your pocket at all. You're purchasing things at Amazon and then they are giving us a portion of that, but um, they can cancel without warning and they can cancel you uh, for no reason. That's in the contract. So I'm waiting to see if, if it's for real, that they're going to accept podcasts again, successful podcasts again, as part of their business plan at Amazon. And if they do, if if I feel like the the people that I know are trying to sign up again get money uh-huh. uh, again and are being paid, um, we'll do something with Amazon again. But because uh, the money is is good from Amazon, yeah. and uh, I can certainly understand why um, po- some podcasters have signed up right away again because missing that income is huge. It, is. it really is. It takes a big bite. Um, it takes a huge bite. And and if you so, send us, you know, a yarn or booze through the mail, that just arrives. Oh, my God. And cheesecake. Yeah. <laughs> we got Japanese scotch we and did. cheesecake we from did. Japan. We did. They're delicious. It was very, very good. Huh? Still is, you by like, the way. 
You like, well, I, yeah, you didn't drink the whole bottle of scotch in a week. Not but, yet. Uh, not yet. But, but the, once the government shuts scotch. down Blue Gal, I'm just, oh, I'm gone. I'm gone. And what did the, the person that sent us that said, I don't read Japanese, but somewhere on this label it says, everybody take a drink. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but thank you for all the goodies you send and all the uh, love that you send and the tweets that you send and everything you do for us. Uh, and that's sort of a behind the scenes how we get paid. Uh, and we appreciate you, uh, especially as we've lost that Amazon income, uh, filling in a gap as much as you can. We do really want to thank everyone for doing that. All right. Each week, we post to our Facebook page and website an Internet Kitty sent in by you, the listeners. This week's Internet Kitty is Lacey. Lacey is a rescue with beautiful whiskers. She's a Manx kitty, so she's got that little stubby tail. Yeah. And uh, her owner says that Lacey keeps us sane and calm just like you do, Professional Left Podcast. Oh, how nice. Go visit Lacey at our Facebook page and website. You can send your Internet Kitty to us at our email address, proleftpodcast at gmail.com, where you can also write to both of us. Feel free to write us. We love hearing from you. Be aware that if you write us at any of our addresses, we reserve the right to read your email or U.S. Postal Service Go Postal Unions letter on the air, unless you say otherwise. I want to do a shout out to Grant. Grant wrote us, and he read an article in the Washington Post about a young Virginia GOP leader who quit the party yeah. this week Yay. over Trump's tweets yes. and how he was a ra- he didn't go with the racism, so he quit the party. And so, what did he say at the conclusion of the article? Grant says, I just scared my wife screaming, I'm an independent. He's an independent now. <laughs> Screw this whole party nonsense. I'm an independent. Yeah, I'm an independent. That's great. Just just say I'm Don't irrelevant. Don't scare your wife, Grant. <laughs> I'm irrelevant. I'm going to go back to voting Republican as soon as this orange asshole is out the White House. Right. Yeah, right, that's what right. that means. That's exactly what that means. That's what that means. But we should we appreciate that when you see that word, you hear my voice say that. I I get I get feedback on that a lot, and I'm glad that I have planted that little seed in your head that when you see the words, I'm an independent, or I'm an independent constitutional conservative, you know to call bullshit on it. Thanks for doing that. She's Kiss in your in head. The air. She's in, in your, your head. head. In a good way. All right. Don't forget our gourmet coffee guideline. If you can afford to buy an espresso-based beverage for yourself, even if it's a vegan espresso-based <laughs> beverage, which is the only thing I'm allowed to buy anymore for my young, my middle child, yes. she's gone full vegan. She's just gone full vegan. Mm-hmm. Buy one for us. This is not charity. This is our job. Approximately 1% of our listeners support this podcast with a contribution, and you can too. See our website, proleftpod.com, for details. All the information you need to donate in any way you want to is there at proleftpod.com. Yes, indeed. Please share our show on Facebook or Twitter, and thank you for doing that. Hey, Drift Class, how are the Internet Kitties doing this week? Well, look, Al, citing executive privilege, the Internet Kitties declined to answer any questions about how things are going this week. Let's think about living. Think about living. Let's think about loving. Think about loving. Let's think about the hooping and the hopping and the popping and the loving, loving, loving. Let's forget about the whining and the crying, the shooting and the dying and the fellow and the switchblade knife. Let's think about living. Let's think about life. The Professional F Podcast is recorded under Creative Commons license. Copyright 2018, DGBG Productions Incorporated.